0: Hello, and welcome to the Pink She-Wolf podcast, where we help you create a better business and personal life with your significant other. I'm your host, Laura Watkins. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to this week's show. I have got a lovely couple with me today. I have got Matthew and Sarah Bivens. So hi, guys. How are you?
1: Hey, Laura. We're doing awesome. How are you?
2: thank
0: you for having us. Oh, you're very welcome. I am great. Thank you. Um, So would you like to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do to kick off with?
2: Sure. Well, we are Sarah and Matthew Bivens, dynamic duo. Um, A little bit about us and what we do. Um, We have a lot of synergy and joint things together and then also have some of our own independent things. So there's lots of overlap. So I like to think we have this nice balance of um, partnership, but then some interdependence and independence as well. Um, So we are both balanced lifestyle coaches, um, which Matthew can speak to his um, in a moment, I suppose. I specialize in supporting mothers and women in achieving and tapping into that sense of purpose and balance and just to live their most authentic and joyful lives. And so I do that through my coaching business as well as my podcast, Balance and Motherhood. And then we host a podcast together called Doing It at Home. And that is a show all about empowered Birth stories, specifically around the community of home birth, which we dove into when we were halfway through our pregnancy with our first child, our daughter Maya, and it really was the the inspiration for us doing that project together, um, which has just you know been a, a beautiful process. And uh, that, along with other sorts of things, we're always looking for ways to work together. <laughs> I would say, yes.
1: yeah, we love it, we love it. And then uh, for me, like Sarah mentioned, both of us are balanced lifestyle coaches, so. Uh, while Sarah works with uh, mamas, I work with purpose-minded people, ambitious folks, um, high-achieving professionals uh, to help them balance out their habits to create and experience their ideal life. And so it's uh, it's it's been a, a really fun experience um, coaching people in this because first and foremost, it was through me making some huge transitions and shifts in my life uh, and really learning these things from being in the trenches. And then uh, now what I love to do, what I'm passionate about is sharing the tools, sharing the resources, sharing the insights, sharing the accountability with others. And so um, it's been a lot of fun being a balanced lifestyle coach along with Sarah uh, and supporting her with the folks that she works with and her niche and having her support me um, because there is overlap in some of the. Uh, the frameworks that we use, some of the different materials we use, and then we uh, we put our own unique spin on them uh, related to the the individuals that we work with. So we have a, a pretty cool gig going on.
0: Amazing. I can already feel that there's going to be a lot of knowledge shared. Um, so you say you're always finding ways, you know, to work together. So how does that work for both of you? You must enjoy working together.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. And I
2: think a lot of that goes back to the basis and kind of foundation for how we got to know each other and how we even developed a relationship. So we met working together actually in a small company, in a very startup, you know, fast paced, everyone was kind of figuring themselves out and the whole situation out as we went along. So in that um, environment, I feel like that, that created a a nice ground a nice space for us to get to know each other really well Um, our departments work together very closely so we did work together on a lot of projects and we became really great friends for two years before even entering into the realm of dating so I think some of that that basis and foundation is what keeps us coming back to that because that's kind of at the core of how we know ourselves to be I think um, I think we've talked about it before our relationship is built on our intense friendship and our ability to kind of work together and to collaborate
1: yeah. And I think Sarah's brilliant. I think she's um, she has an incredibly creative mind and she fills in my gaps. And so when I'm working on different projects, maybe it's something for my podcast or my community, I oftentimes turn to Sarah to help me uh, flesh things out, to help um, beef it up, honestly, because there, there's there's a lot of things that I'll miss that Sarah will catch. And she knows You know who I'm talking to. She knows my style. She knows the general message I'm trying to get across. So she can look at the different products I have going on and 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 you know add suggestions and really help to enhance them. And so I love turning to her for for that creative resource as that person to help in the things that I'm working on. And then when we come together and we create new things, um, it's also a lot of fun because you know we're, we're we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, this working together thing, as well as our balanced lifestyle coaching. So when we come together to record podcast episodes together or um, to create new products, it is always, always a, a, a ton of fun uh, because it's it's very effortless. Mm. Yeah, I'd say it's very effortless. We, you know, we don't have to do a lot of outlining, don't have to do a lot of planning. We can simply jump behind the mic or jump behind the camera and flow and and bounce off one another. You know, really seamlessly.
0: Mm. Could you talk us through that kind of timeline then? You said you met when you were both working at a different company. So then how did you both start your own businesses from that?
1: So what year was it, babe, when we met? 2010? We met in
0: 2010,
1: yes. Yeah, so we met in 2010. We worked together for two and a half, That's three years. years. Um, and then we, we moved to a different city together, you know, got a got an apartment together. Um, and we still, at that point I, I went, like the entrepreneurial route, I I was in marketing at the time. So I started my own freelance marketing agency and I was doing my thing solo. Mm -hmm. And
2: I went opposite. I wanted, coming from startup world, I wanted total job security. (laughs) I wanted health benefits. I wanted everything. (laughs) So I went into a corporate environment of a very traditional marketing and advertising agency. And I knew life was going to be better. And it wasn't. (laughs) The grass was not greener. I was actually more frustrated and thought, with all the resources uh, at hand, there were times that were even more inefficient than when we were on you know peanut butter jelly lifestyle mm. status before that. Um, so that was incredibly frustrating for me, and I was spending more time at a place investing you know my gifts, talents, and passions, my energy into something that I really wasn't interested in. So I had to kind of have a little soul searching mini walkabout for myself on what I wanted to. To do there, and found the opportunity to work with Matthew again. Yeah. in his um, entrepreneurial um, kind of contracting, we were like contractors <laughs> for a small agency. So I feel like we kind of got the best of both worlds for that time frame. Of we still had access to resources and a, a more established startup, but we also had autonomy and were able to do our own things and also work together. So that was around you know 2014. Yeah,
1: so about 2014. We kind of came back together, and we were working in the same uh, same company, uh, but we were also kind of doing our own thing. We each were entertaining our own clients. Um, this company was very flexible. It was, you know, it was it was great because at the time they really prioritized health and wealth, and both Sarah and I are very very health minded, mm-hmm. and so we were able to experience best of both worlds there. And then I think that's when I started getting into podcasting. Around that time, mm-hmm. so I started to explore podcasting around 2014. Um, and then, uh, when did you jump into the personal training?
2: I made the shift in December of 2014 to start, um, personal training and lifestyle coaching essentially. So around the health and wellness realm.
1: So that's when Sarah went off and then did her own thing again. So it's like we (laughs) we were together and then we did our own thing. Then we came back together and then here around 2014, 2015, we started doing our own thing again. Sarah was doing balanced lifestyle coaching. She was doing personal training out of a, a great wellness center here in Atlanta. Um, I was doing a lot of marketing things. I was I was producing my uh, personal development podcast, having it all. Um, but I wasn't entertaining or I wasn't working with clients in that at that time. So what's that, twenty fourteen, yep. leads in 2015, yep, twenty fifteen? Yep. more
2: before that. Sixteen we got pregnant. <laughs> 16, we were pregnant and that's when yeah doing it at home working together on that and that was you know us coming back together just like you yep. said our pattern of kind of weaving off and then came, coming back <laughs> yeah yeah
1: came back together to to launch the doing it at home podcast which we've been doing um ever since our daughter Maya was born about almost just just shy of two and a half years ago Correct. uh and then I think we were I started doing my balanced lifestyle coaching in 2017 2018 so we kind of you know it's we, we, we were together working very very intimately and then kind of did our own things while still supporting one another and then coming mm-hmm. back together and that's been our our pattern mm-hmm. f- since the past since I don't know 2013 yeah and um, right now we you know we work together on the balance oh, sorry on the doing it at home podcast mm-hmm. that's what we come together every week to interview moms and families around the world um, and then we we support support one another yeah, in different little, it's, ways. It's
2: still working together, I would say, but it's not as traditional. Like, you know, like you said, you might put out a product or you might put out a thing or even a podcast episode topic, but you know, I might be in there somewhere, you know, I might've had a yeah. little hand in it and vice versa. So I think it's this nice, uh, everything we've done, I feel like has built upon itself from the duration of our time working together, the intensity of our, of, of our working together, and even the the content of what we did working together, I think is built up to just bring us to each new iteration and level of what it looks like to, to partner together, what it looks like to work together in some ways and to parent. I mean, parenting together has probably been the biggest yeah. job we've had together. So yeah. I appreciate all the little, um, the avenues, all the areas where we get to practice that. And then I, I feel like they fuel each other. I feel like they play off of each other.
0: It sounds like you've definitely got like your system figured out. Like you you are good at being apart and working, but then yeah, when you do come together, it works as well. So it sounds like you've got a really good balance of not spending too much time like in each other's pockets and annoying each other. But you've got enough time to kind of separate out and yeah, you know, help each other out with different things that you're doing, but they're your own things as well.
1: Yeah. And and you know what's really helped us, you know, create that balance and maintain it is communication. Yes. Because it's not the same week to week. No, no. You know, it's (laughs) meaning it's not like we we have got to a point where we're saying, Okay, we're comfortable working together five hours a week. Mm -hmm. But if we go to six hours, well now we start to get each other's nerves. And if we go to four hours, it's not enough. Yeah. It's really not like that. I mean, the our our work style our lifestyle is incredibly fluid. Mm-hmm. We might have, you know, a, a, a twenty-hour work week one week, followed by a sixty-hour work week because of different things that are happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we might be really intensely working together for a number of hours on something. Maybe, you know, we're supporting each other in setting goals and setting visions for the rest of the year. That's what we were doing yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were doing some goal setting. Um, but then we might go stretches where you know, it, we don't have as many touch points throughout the day. So what helps and what we've had to develop, because it's been a big challenge for us, what we've had to develop is effective and clear communication. Mm. You know, communicating when we need something, whether it's, hey, I need your help with this. I'm looking for your brain on this. Or, hey, I need some space. Hey, I need to go to the coffee shop and work by myself.
0: Yeah.
1: The, the communicating has been something that you know, if if we weren't at a great level, like a Jedi level in our communication and our and the way that we organize ourselves, then we would be butting heads. There would be frustration because both of us work from home. We co-parent. We run these different businesses together. We have one car. You know, we it's so like there's there's so many things that are intertwined. Yeah. And if if we weren't courageous enough to speak our minds and ask for what we want when we need it. And if we didn't take things, if we, you know, take things personally, because sometimes being direct, it's easy to take things personally. If we didn't develop these effective ways of communicating with one another, then we probably wouldn't work together like this. Mm. One of us might have a job or, or one of us might just be off doing their own thing kind of completely independently. But we like to have things that we like the collaboration. We like the synergy. And in order for that to be effective for us, we really needed to work on how we collaborate and synergize as a couple mm-hmm. first and foremost.
0: Communication is so key, especially when you have you know all these different little kind of prongs to your business businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, trying to manage them all. Like me and John are constantly emailing each other things to be like, right, I need you to do this before I can do the next step to this. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, make sure you do this today because I need to do that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it sounds like you've, you've (laughs) definitely got it sussed.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's like, we're just constantly working on improving it.
2: Not without its challenges. For sure. And with the overlap of roles, you know, sometimes it's difficult on a morning when maybe we've just had a more challenging or stressful conversation as husband and wife (laughs) or as parent and parent. And now we have to go jump into something and sound like we like each other or, you know, whatever that is, you know, it's like as, as a husband, I don't like you so much right now, but as a coworker, I need to get with myself and, you know, we'll do what needs to get done or vice versa. We're rolling really well in work, but you know, something is kind of off, whatever, whatever it is, but just to come back to center and um staying present I feel like is helpful as well too like this is the task at hand right now what happened 5 minutes ago doesn't matter and what hasn't happened yet I can't control so why don't we just be in this moment right now
0: yes that's really important really really important um I really liked on your website Matthew um you talked about your personal mission statement and I think that's so important for everyone to have one and know what
1: it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're <a> huge <laughs> mission statement people. <laughs> oh, it's
1: so the idea of a personal mission statement was totally foreign to me until about six years ago, um, when I was exposed to just a, a, a powerful, intentional, uh, beautiful community of people here in Atlanta that Sarah and I now call family. And you know the whole idea of being intentional with with who you want to be. And who you want to become Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like that's at the core of the mission statement and so i created my first one like i said maybe six years ago and ever since then every every year or two i'll go through the process to update my mission statement Mm -hmm. and it's been something that has acted as a a north star for me to help me make uh, challenging decisions to help me with career choices to help me when I'm just off my game, to help me get out of my ego, to help me become a better man, a better husband, a better, better father, and uh, I, it's something that I work with all of my clients on. Mm. All the people that I work with, you know, part of what we do is create that personal mission statement, and it's work that both Sarah and I have done with our coach. Mm. Both of us have a life coach, and we we've we've had, um, he's been in our lives for like again about six years, and so. These are things that we've done and really put in the reps to to get very clear for ourselves what it is that we're playing for in this current season of life. And so um yeah, it's it's been it's been phenomenal. And Sarah has an amazing mission statement as well, just like mine.
0: Awesome. I think it makes it so easy when you do have something like that, for any decision that comes into your life that you're kind of like, mm, you know, I'm not sure if I want to do this. If you can refer back to yeah, that mission statement or, you know, your values or your goals or something where you want to go in life. If you have that written down, you can go, you know what, this, this opportunity doesn't fit in with that. So no, I'm going to turn it down and it makes that decision so easy. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah. Like it, 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 it helps you get past your emotions. Yes. You know, exactly. because at least for me, it's the, my emotions that will get in the way of me making powerful decisions many times. Mm. And if I just don't, I simply just don't feel like doing something. Mm-hmm. And so having the mission statement and having my values um, and, and having them at hand, you know, knowing them by heart or having them written on my phone so I can pull them out at any time just helps when I'm I'm caught up in the emotional things. I just don't feel like doing something or I want to do one thing, but I know that it's not going to serve me overall. I can pull those mission, the mission statement out. I can look at my values and I say, is the thing that I'm about to to decide, is that, serving me and living into my mission Mm. and yeah if the answer is no then I say okay do I really want to do this if the answer is yes then I'm going to go forward 100% and so that's where those those tools really do come in handy
0: yeah yeah I think they're a really good thing to have and refer back to not just something you know that you write out and put in a drawer and never ever look at again it needs to be a regularly like you said updated process and you know keep looking at it. That's where I'm going in life. Mm. Awesome. Um, So let me talk a little bit about the podcast you do together, if that's all right. Um, Yes. So you said you started that when you were pregnant and wanted a home birth. Is that right?
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: Awesome. So what was the kind of thought process in, you know, you've probably got a lot of other things going on at that time. You know, you're about to have (laughs) your first child and, um, Yeah, why like suddenly start a podcast out of that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is a great question. Um, I I think it's a a multitude of things that came together for the the perfect storm to create it. So um, Matthew had already been podcasting for a little bit at that point in time. And so there's that, you know, we have that hanging out on the side. Mm -hmm. And then we got pregnant and went the route, the only one I knew to do, you know, I went to an OBGYN, we get our, our scans, we get the checkups, we get the due date, and we're, we're planning for a hospital birth with an OBGYN. And through the course of the first trimester and, you know, moving into the second Started to think about you know the birth I wanted to create we wanted to create and what I wanted to experience personally myself physically and as a woman and and how I wanted to be treated during birth and what I wanted to experience and we started kind of making that list so to speak of I'd like this I don't want this and um, through conversations with our doctor some of those things were getting marked off the list were getting deleted because I wouldn't be able to experience some of those things. Um, Examples would be, you know, not being hooked up to any monitors or IVs or anything like that, being able to move about freely, being able to eat food and drink water if that's what I wanted, Um, the access to water if I wanted that, which to say this, I will you know, put to the side that there are a number of hospitals and birthing centers and other care providers that can give you those things if that's what you want. It is not exclusive to home birth. Mm-hmm. However, as I was coming into this understanding and we were doing our research, we just found that that's what was going to work best for us personally. Um, So through some conversations with friends, landing on a group of midwives who we absolutely fell in love with, um, we were going home birth. That's what we were going to do. We were going to do it at home. And through this process, we kind of looked around and didn't, didn't find a ton of easily accessible resources with couples that or women, fathers that seemed like us, that we could relate to, that were sharing their story in a real way. And, you know, being the kind of marketing, entrepreneurially, entrepreneurially that's a weird word, <laughs> minded people that we are, we thought, well, we should just document some of this, you know, kind of for posterity, but maybe we could do something with it or, you know, maybe we could share it. And um, we just started sitting down so we we switched to home birth around 20 weeks into the pregnancy and I would say probably within the next 2 to 3 weeks we were sitting down with a recorder in between us and simply just talking about what was going on for us what was happening with yeah. the appointments how we were planning the birth itself how we were assembling our birth team and our care provider um how we were dealing with the comments and feedback uh, a lot of it unwanted from from friends friends and family that we were sharing our news with or, you know, having discussions with. Mm -hmm. And, um, once we launched the show, it was again, just going to be about us and our story. And, From out of the woodwork came women and families who had similar stories to ours and wanted to share theirs as well and wanted to create, you know, a community essentially where women could go to hear empowering stories and to, you know, see themselves in these birth stories or learn from them and and learn what their options were and simply that they had options. And that's what it became. And it just... since then has has grown far far greater than we could have ever imagined as far as again this this community and this space to um, share And, uh, yeah, it's just funny how it was originally just going to be us talking and then it became a podcast and now it's something we sit down and work on weekly together, whether it's interviewing, creating new content, creating t-shirts and fun things for people to purchase and, um, you know, represent the show, just all sorts of stuff. It's, it's, it's really fun and and crazy at the same time.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That's kind of how I started this business. Like me and John have been working together for a good few years now and, you know, we we had some bad patches, like I think everyone does. And I looked around online for some help and couldn't find anything. And I was like, there must be other couples that are working together and must have the same problems that we do. So mm. you know, once we'd got out of that like little downward patch and we're on the way back up again, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try and do something to help these people, or at least have a kind of community where they can, you know, vent a problem or ask. You know, has anyone else been in this situation before? How can I, you know, help myself out of it? Right.
1: Yeah, and I think what's cool—you probably experienced this, Laura—is that as you're helping others, you find you're helping yourself as well.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like that—that's that's one of the the great things um, we gained from doing it a home podcast is we grew as a couple mm-hmm. in talking about the things that were challenging to us and um, you know planning things out together and researching things. I mean, it just gave us an opportunity to, to process. And, you know, I got a chance to understand more completely what Sarah's experience was like as she was flowing through the pregnancy and she got a chance to understand my experience. And so, therefore, we could support one another uh, better in that way. And then as we started to, to invite moms and, and dads and families onto the show, we were able to learn from them as well. Mm. A lot of them are older than us, meaning like they have older kids than us. And so we get to, to learn, you know, through their stories and, and through those conversations, um, learn some things that maybe we want to incorporate into how we raise Maya or maybe things that we want to avoid. And so it was really amazing that as we are creating this resource with the intention of, of serving others and helping others, we were benefiting at the same time.
0: Mm. It must be really nice to have both of you Being entrepreneurial and you know setting your own kind of weeks, and then having Maya in that as well, and you know just being able to be there for her for everything you know she'll be doing in life.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll share for me. You know, I grew up in a household where my dad was a doctor, my mom was a nurse, Mm. and they worked a lot. Yeah, and so since I can remember, I always had nannies, Mm. or sometimes we had like live-in au pairs, Mm. and when my parents got divorced, I then saw my dad every other weekend. Mm. And, you know, my mom was now the single mom providing for three kids. Mm. So they they were gone a lot. And I just remember that. Like, I remember, uh, you know, very vividly, my mom coming home from work late in the afternoon and cooking dinner, and then kind of she needed some some time for herself, Mm. uh, because you just get burnt out. Yeah. So, that was not the experience that I wanted when Sarah and i were were planning uh to to start a family, and so when we got pregnant i don't it was either the week before or the week after um, that was when I quit my job because oh. I knew that even though the job that we had gave us a lot of flexibility, there were still expectations of of me to be in an office certain number of hours a day, certain number of days a week right. and I wanted to be totally free of that because I wanted to be able to spend as much time as i wanted at home with maya and so when we got pregnant was when we really made some some powerful and significant shifts in our work style so that we could be we we would be able to do the thing which was most important to us and that was to to be able to be there with maya and i recognize that's not that's not the the top priority for for everybody you know some parents it's to provide financially or and whatnot, and so I think it's really important to understand what that big priority is, um, if you are a parent who is, who is you know, who has a, a little one and potentially wanting to to work from home or do whatever you do to really figure out what you value and what is priority for you. And so for Sarah and I, we knew it was being home, being able to you know pause work, step out of the office, go interact with Maya. You know, being able to put her down for nap and then get back into work, and that's what we created for ourselves.
0: Oh, amazing. Um, so, what are your dreams and ambitions going forwards? That's
2: a great question. <laughs> yeah, we were what, kind of talking about that a little bit last night.
1: We were. It's such a such a, a a small question, though. It's like, man, we really the dreams and ambitions. Like, it's I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, Sarah, you want to go first?
2: Oh wow. Okay. So. I'm just going to write off some of the energy while it's fresh in my brain that we were talking about last night. You know, we were kind of looking at, uh, for me in particular, what I want to leave, you know, as far as legacy or what impact I want to have and what my whys are, what my goals are, what the things are that are driving me to do what I do each day um, as it relates to the business and what we create together. And it was kind of uh, dual sided in that, of course, there are financial and brand and, um, you know, business goals, but then the other side of that is, you know, what sort of feelings do I want to leave or what sort of, you know, shift or impact as far as the people that I serve, what I want to create there. And for me, that's bigger right now. And I, I, for me personally, I think it's great to keep that bigger because then I think as a result, the business, the finances, those things will be byproducts of me being so aligned with what I'm playing for, what I'm in purpose for. Mm-hmm. And that as it is right now is to personally one-to-one impact 200 mothers. 200 mothers in terms of connecting with their sense of balance, their sense of identity, and a way to live into that fully and joyfully. Because if you look at the household, it's been my experience and I believe as well that by tending to mothers and giving them access to resources, support, accountability, community for them to feel and be their best – they are impacting of course how they how they birth how they raise children and then i feel like the the kind of in emotional climate of the house is very much determined by the mother i would say mm-hmm. and so by doing that i feel like you change the way women relate to themselves relate to the world around them relate to how they birth relate to how they raise their children how they love their partners how they love their communities i mean that essentially shifts the world. Yeah. So I feel like in just a way of 200, I mean, that's success to some that might seem a lot to some that might seem like not many. Um, but just think of the, the greater ripple effect and impact to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm playing for right now currently. Um, as far as what I can see out there, um, great, you know, big, Big stuff like big ambitions and big hopes and dreams. Um, working on one book right now. It's always been a dream of mine to write a few books, um, but the first one's going to be from doing it at home perspective. So it's going to be basically a book coming out of the podcast experience, um, all about that. Uh, speaking, speaking in front of large groups, um, creating spaces and places for um, women families to um, to get together and to create and um, kind of take what I've done in my coaching and just expand that. So I don't know exactly what it looks like yet. And for me, that's a big thing to be, thinking about something but I don't have to have it all figured out you know I come from a very type a black and white needs to be this um kind of upbringing and that's how I've known myself to be so to release some of that and let some of that go and just trust and be in the space of I know I want it to feel like this but I don't know exactly what it looks like yet has been has been cool for me to just kind of practice that Mm so that's some of me and where I'm at right now
0: amazing (laughs) oh Matthew can you top that (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: well, I'm sure he can.
1: <laughs> well, the first thing that I'll speak to is doing it at home podcast. We have uh, a, a really awesome vision for that show. So when we talk to moms and families and we ask them about their resources, they come back to us time and time again, and they say they watched a documentary called "The Business of Being Born." Right. They've read a book called uh, "The Anime's Guide yeah. Guide to Childbirth." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. Mm-hmm. And then we want the Doing It at Home podcast to be the third resource that moms and families turn to when they want an empowered birth. Awesome. We want them to say, I watched the documentary, I read the book, and I listened to Doing It at Home. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're moving in that direction. And the reason I know is we get emails and we get messages from people who will tell us things like, we tuned into your show during our labor. Oh, wow. And I think that is that's incredible and that's mm. crazy to think about that like someone's other than sarah's listening to my voice when they're are truly they're, humbling <laughs> i mean yeah when they're when they're bringing life into the world yeah, like wow so so there are people who who you know get so much from the show that they've they've made it a part of their healthy birth regimen so that's one of the big goals that we have for that show that it becomes one of the three resources that people turn to Um, when they are preparing for a powerful powerful birth
0: amazing that's a really good goal to have
1: yeah and then with having it all I I have several goals
0: um I think you always need more than one one say it again you always need more than one I think you know they can kind of be related or you know a business goal and a personal goal or something like that but you need a couple I think
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) And one of the, one of the things that both Sarah and I work on with our clients is creating big, hairy, audacious goals or, or also uh, b hags. So I have several big, hairy, audacious goals that I'm playing for. Um, the first one is to transform 1 million lives and transform to me means to move from one level of consciousness into another level Mm -hmm. of consciousness. So that because the, the platform, the podcast platform, um, that I have, have have created touches so many people. You know, my objective is to to be able to transform that many lives. And what I'm working on now, and what what Sarah and I, some of the things that we tinker with, is how to measure that. Mm. Because it's one thing to set a big goal like that, but then how do you measure it? Mm. And and how you know how can I quantify that, or, or how can I be you know know whether how we're moving towards that goal. So that's a fun thing that we've been tinkering on with uh, not only with ourselves, but with a community of people here that, that we know and love. Uh, another one of my big goals is just a personal podcast goal is 100 million downloads. And having it all has been growing steadily for, for the past three years. And so it's not a matter of, of if, it's simply when. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's been really amazing for us to cultivate our patience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Sarah and I play the long game. We, we invest time, energy, love, resources into things today that we know are going to pay out in five years and 10 years and 15 years. Yeah. And we love the process and we love the journey. So we have patience. And there's a, there's a quote, maybe this, this will be the quote for the end of the episode. It's, uh, if you have infinite patience, you get immediate results. And so that's one of the things that we employ with, you know, for example, doing at home podcast, we know that we'll be able to get to that, that level where it becomes one of the three resources for moms and families who are planning birth. We just know that's going to happen because we have infinite patience. Mm-hmm. And so we just continue cranking away and we're playing the long game with everything that we do. And so that's, you know, with 100 million downloads, we're having it all. We're getting close to a million. And so I'm great you know, and the way that things work, I mean, you, you understand it. You work with media and with podcasting that you, you, they grow exponentially. Yeah. And so, you know, and maybe it takes three years to get the first million and then maybe it's another year to get to 10 million and then boom, it's just that hockey stick growth. So one of my, my BHAGs is a hundred million downloads on, on having it all. And so, um, it's exciting and we really enjoy kind of this whole learning experience. Cause a lot of it's learning, right? Like, mm-hmm. as you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't have a clear path laid out in front of you all the time. No, There's a lot of figuring things out. And so, you know, we have, have both of us to different degrees, Sarah and I have learned to become, to embrace the unknown. And that's a quality that I think has served us very well. Um, Especially something in like parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first 1st time parents, like you got to embrace the unknown and just go with it and be able to trust yourself. So um, all of those things have served us as we're working towards uh, just, just crushing these goals that we have.
0: I suppose there's a lot of similarities between being a first time parent and being an entrepreneur. Like you don't get a manual your first day. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is what you do. No, you just kind of got, okay, let me try this. All right, that's not working. Let me try this. Okay, that seems to work. Right, we'll stick with that for a bit. Or a few months down the line. Okay, that's not working anymore. Right, I need to plan. Right, I've got to do this now.
1: Totally. And and each little venture you get into, each business, each project is unique. Yeah. No two are alike, just like with kids. Yeah. And you might be able to go and talk to other entrepreneurs and hear what's worked for them and hear their stories and be inspired but then you may not be able to uh, apply every single lesson 100% yes in the same way like you've got to make it your own and that's a pretty cool thing and we even celebrate the anniversary of doing it at home you no know, not not quite to the degree that we celebrate Maya's birthday but it's it's something that we do acknowledge and celebrate because that podcast is is another one of our babies
0: yeah, yeah. it's good to have those milestones to celebrate as well because yeah. you know you do Absolutely. work hard on them and you need to be like yes right we've made it another year and you know we've grown this much in the last year that's fantastic mm-hmm.
1: absolutely you know it's important to to turn around and look at all the things that you've accomplished yeah because it's so easy to just be focused on moving forward Definitely. what's the next thing yeah what's the what's the one year goal what's the 10 year goal and you know it's kind of like the the stick with the carrot dangling on the end like you never get the carrot if that's all you do yeah and so, it's so important to just stop and and turn around and take stock of, of how far you've come. You know, it it can, it gives you perspective, and it can refuel your tank and 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 you know reignite that passion in you when you're like, "Dang, I've come a long way since I first started." Mm-hmm. And so, we definitely try to do that regularly.
0: Awesome, um, I will put a link to your podcasts um, below so that people can go and check them out if they want to. Um, but where could people get in touch with you if they want, need to uh
2: that would be my website sarabivens.com or instagram is where i'm most available and active and that's sarah m bivens awesome
0: and matthew
1: for me my website is matthewbivens.com b-i-v-e-n-s and i'm also on instagram sarah is uh well, you run my Instagram.
2: <laughs> so So that's me too, basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you'll get him if you message and stuff.
1: Yes, yes. If you message either of us, we read everything, we respond to everything. So MatthewBivens.com. I'm also on Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens
0: Awesome. I'll pop those all below in the show notes as well. It has been fantastic to talk to you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pink She Wolf Podcast. All information and resources from this episode can be found in the show notes below. Remember, sharing is caring, so if you have enjoyed this show, please share with your friends. Thank you.